Hi, I'm Father Roderick and I'm here in the lovely city of Amersfoort, the Netherlands. It is chilly, it's winter of course, and it's getting dark, but it is a beautiful setting uh, for a nice evening walk. Today I wanted to share with you a very special day that I witnessed in this past winter break. And it was a visit to my dad on the second day of Christmas. My father has been in a care home for several months now because he's suffering from vascular dementia and his leg was amputated uh, a couple of months ago so he can't be at home with my mom anymore um, and he can't take care of himself. We didn't want him to be alone uh, during the Christmas days and so we organized a lunch or my mom did and we all went took him and went there and sat for uh, a wonderful meal together. I was sitting next to my dad and uh, even though he doesn't always realize where he is or what the situation is, you can still have a conversation with him and, and, and talk about, especially about well, the past, about things that he uh, remembers. And I learned a lot of things from him that day that I wanted to share with you. The most important thing that I've learned from him is uh, to let go of control. If there's one thing that he has had to do since the day that he was hospitalized and throughout these these months of change and permanent adaptation was that he knows that he can't do anything himself. Uh, if he needs to go to the toilet, he's got to call someone. If he wants to go someplace, he needs to uh, ask a nurse or a family member or a visitor to uh, take his wheelchair and bring him there. If he needs to eat, he can't make something himself. He can't go out uh, and, and uh, go to a supermarket. He is completely dependent on the people that take care of him. And yet, some people would resist that and would uh, be very uncomfortable in that situation. Not my dad. He just accepts that people take care of him. He jokes with the people that surround him. Um, and even though he doesn't always understand why things happen, he has completely uh, turned himself over to uh, the people with, with great confidence. And, and I was thinking, I wish I could be like, be more like him. And instead of trying to micromanage everything and get upset when things don't go my way or uh, life takes a, a sharp turn to the left or to the right that I didn't anticipate, how much I wish I could, I could be like him and just take it the way it is. Um, I think there's, there's great wisdom to be found there. And it's also what I, what I see and what he also notices is that life doesn't depend on him being in control. What matters most is that you are there for the people that surround you. And that brings me to the second uh, lesson that I've learned from him. And that is to be present in the here and now. Instead of only living in the past, thinking about the things that were and that won't return, thinking about the future and worrying about things that you want to do but can't anymore and uh, worrying about your, your, you know, the development of the disease. If there's one thing that I've learned from my dad is uh, the best way to be with him is to be in the here and now. Uh, some things he won't remember, like things that happened yesterday or even an hour ago. He does remember things from long ago uh, because those memories are very, you know, deeply rooted in his uh, in his brain. But 
he, he can't really foresee what's going to happen with, with him in the future. So he's just there. And if people are visiting him, he loves it. When people don't visit him uh, and he's alone in his room, um, he doesn't mind that much. He will just go out and, and talk to the nurses or to the other people on, uh, on, on the floor where he lives. And so it's this living in the present uh, that, is, that is important. And also, uh, I, I noticed that the people that surround him at first were constantly fighting with the past or with the future with the past in the sense that uh, it was a process of mourning you can't it's no, he's no longer the dad that he used to be and there were so many things he, he was a, a brilliant uh, uh, academic he, he used to be a judge he uh, I, I admired him for his knowledge and for uh, his capacity of thinking that's all gone and at first it was very difficult for uh, I think mostly for my mom, for my brother to accept that. Um, but to me, it doesn't devalue who he is right now. The past is the past. He has served uh, his life. He has served the church. Um, he's worked for uh, one of the dioceses for a long time. He's served our parish. He's uh, helped a lot of people as a judge and as a teacher at the university. But that time is over and it's no longer you know, that part of his life has been good, but it's, it's, it's good to let it go. It doesn't matter for today. The future is also something that you can fight with in the sense that you worry about, well, what's gonna happen next? But my dad is not preoccupied with that at all. What he kept saying me was, I'm already in overtime anyway. Which here, by the way, are the bells of the beautiful tower of Our Lady that is behind me. Let me turn around a little bit uh, and maybe uh, you'll be able to spot it in the distance here behind me. So anyway, my dad is not preoccupied at all with, uh, uh, with the future. Um, so he, said, he tells me, uh, my dad, his father, so my grandfather died when he was 67 years old. So I already live more than 10 years longer than my father so isn't that wonderful that that's such a that's such a gift and that touches me that he says that, that he values the time that has been given to him even though he's no longer uh, the same person as he was in the past and the future is is uncertain but he just is grateful for the time that he's been given and the situation that he's been given another lesson that I learned from him is what he told me because uh, I asked him, how do you cope with the situation and with all this change in, and uh, the insecurities? And sometimes, it, especially when he was uh, first uh, operated upon the pain. And he said, oh, well, you know what? It's, sometimes it's hard and sometimes it hurts. Sometimes I don't sleep. Sometimes I don't know where I am and I can't follow what's happening to me. But you know what I do then? I crack jokes. I just, you know, insert humor. And that makes everybody laugh and it relativizes the situation. And that's something that I think I inherited from him, the sense of humor that I remember also from the times that we were kids. We were, he always made us laugh and he could watch these French comedies on television and he would just, he couldn't stop laughing. And, and he was always making jokes about, uh, also about himself. So he, humor is something that helps us relativize our situation. And he told me, you know, remember this, always, never forget to 
make jokes about things, to have humor. And humor makes a lot of difficult situations bearable. So that's something that I wanted to pass on. A very specific lesson that he taught me is what he said multiple times, and uh, that has to do with the condition, the reason why he now suffers from vascular dementia. Um, so if I understand it correctly, it is because of the, the arteries in your body that no longer um, uh, have enough capacity. And so you know, parts of your brain just start to malfunction because of the lack of oxygen, the, the lack of uh, energy. And uh, he, he, he has told me several times, it's just my own fault. He has been smoking uh, from the days that he was 16 years old. It was kind of a, like a rite of passage at, in, his, in the time that he grew up. And, and parents were even stimulating the kids to start smoking. It's kind of unbelievable nowadays. And, but he's never been able to stop smoking, even though he knew that it was destroying his lungs, it was destroying his uh, uh, vascular system. He just couldn't stop and even didn't really care that much. Now he says to me, this is how I pay the price. Um, and the same is true for all sorts of other, you know, he's, my father has never done much in terms of physical exercise. He was not very fit. He lived a life, he was very much a workaholic. Um, so his life was filled with stress um, and all that has taken its toll and he's now paying the price. So if there's one lesson that I learned from that is I'm 51 years old now, I will be 52 years old. There is still time for me to live a healthy life. And I've over the past years, I have really done my best to start running, to stay fit, to look at what I eat because I, I didn't want to end up as my dad uh, and have all these health problems later on because it's not always immediately that you pay the price for an un unhealthy life. Sometimes it is at a time in your life that you can't turn it around anymore that you start to pay the price. So stay healthy. And one final lesson that I learned from him has to do with something that I often hear from people that um, uh, live with or have to take care of people that suffer from dementia. is the importance of good memories. Uh, if there's one thing that I could talk about with my dad on the second day of Christmas was my recent trip to Scotland because he's been to Scotland countless times. He was infatuated with Scotland and with the Scottish culture and uh, the music, the food, the beautiful landscapes. And so for years he's been traveling to Scotland first alone and then later on with my mom and they would travel around uh, on a motorbike and visiting all these places. and. Uh, now that he can't remember you know, who that person was that he just met an hour ago, he can still remember those days in Scotland. And when I showed him the photos on my cell phone of the places where I'd been, like every single location he had a story to tell. And I was amazed, I was stunned to discover that my dad had been to all these places that I didn't, he, those were stories that he never told me before. And so it was very emotional to be able to share that with him. And it also, it reminded me of the importance to forge, to, to make these memories. So when you have to choose where to spend your money, rather than spending it on a car or on clothes or on, I don't know, stuff that, that passes, just stuff, things, consider investing in experiences, in, 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 doing things together and it doesn't have to be like a long trip to you know foreign countries or climbing mountains 
can be as simple as spending a day at the zoo with with uh, the people that you love but those memories will stay with you for a very long time and even if your your brain capacity starts to degrade and you can't really remember the things uh, you know the recent uh the things that happened these old these old memories are are things that you will be able to share for a long time and i hope i don't know what, what will happen with my dad in the next couple of months it's been a difficult time for all of us but i think that when i see my dad he is genuinely happy he's content of course it's not and not everything is perfect and and he does suffer also and may, he may have his lonely days um and maybe things will get worse but I see someone who has the ability to accept life as it is, to be grateful for the time that has been given to him, to be grateful for the memories, for his sense of humor. Why would I worry for him? Instead, I try to be grateful with him and I'm very thankful that I still have him and that he's still with us. And uh, for the lessons that he still teaches me in this phase of his life. And I'm glad to pass it on. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, well, thanks for the fact that I was able to share that with you. And see you next time. God bless.